Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Um, we are very, very excited to have our next guest on, a local legend here in Singapore, Fandi Ahmad, football legend, and he has released his new biography uh, just last week to celebrate his 60th birthday. Fandi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh... Hello, Durga. Tell us, Fandi, <laughs> life at 60, being Fandi Ahmad, what's it like? Uh, it feels great at 60, still walking and a bit of running and playing, you know, and enjoy uh, time with the family now, although uh, some of them are overseas and I'm very happy to be part of this uh, special day on that day, 60th birthday, with all the friends and you as well. And I, I didn't invite Glenn. I didn't know about it at all. Glenn <laughs> yeah. Grace, so, D- don't sorry. worry. I, I didn't. I didn't okay. feel left out at all, Fondy. So no problem. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Fondy, you know, I'm going to have Neil kind of go over a few highlights of your career because there may be some listeners to the show. Of course, we we have uh, fans and and viewers on Facebook Live all over the world that may not know just how important your career was to the Singapore football culture. So, Neil, I'll just yeah, let you and then I'll, I'll lead I'll in. lend it into Durga after yep. that. I mean, Fadi Amada scored 55 goals in 101 games for Singapore, but that doesn't even begin to explain what an impact Fadi had. He was the first and arguably, not arguably, easily the most important Singaporean export Singapore sport has ever had. He went and played for Groningen, if I said it correctly, in the Netherlands. Uh, He scored against Inter Milan in the UEFA Cup, one of the most prestigious tournaments in the world in 1982. See, I know all of this, Fandi. I don't even have to look it up. (laughs) I got it memorized. (laughs) He played across Europe at the highest level. He represented Singapore in the SEA Games, in regional tournaments. He played in Malaysia. He won the Malaysia Cup. He is by far and away Singapore's favorite football son, a most influential footballer of all time, if not sports person. Mm. Which leads me very nicely into uh, to you, Durga. You know, you're much younger than I am, certainly much yes. prettier than I am, <laughs> much more talented than I am. No one has ever called you Floyd. No, no one's ever called you Floyd, the <laughs> electrician. No. You, run, you help run a creative writing agency and you wanted to write a biography. You could have, in theory, chosen anybody, Durga. Why did you pick Fandi Ahmad? Hi, hi. Uh, hi, Neil. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having us on the show. Sure. Um, so this is a question that I've been asked a couple of times now. And the story goes is uh, I had just finished uh, ghostwriting another book for someone else. And my husband and I were taking a walk one day. And then he asked me, he turned and asked me, he's like, hey, you know, if you could actually put your name on the story of someone, like a biography for someone in Singapore, who would you pick? And I just, without question, I said Fandi. And he's like, why Fandi? And Alan, who's my husband, he's a big fan of Fandi. And he's like, why Fandi? And I said, why not Fandi? I said that, you know, Fandi represents, I've always felt even as a, you know, as you said, Neil, I'm a lot younger than you guys. So, um, and my parents are like huge fans. So I remember growing up, you know, he was everywhere. Fandi was like everywhere. And he created this sense of belonging for us. Like, you know, it felt like, you know, football brought people together, but Fandi Ahmad brought Singapore together. Uh, regardless mm. of race, language, religion, you know, there was not a Singaporean who didn't know who he was or who he is. Um, so, and that's the reason because I felt... 
you know, we always read stories of people, um, biographies of people, and we always want to learn from people abroad, which is which is great, right? You know, but you know, Fandi is. Fandi's story is someone we can all relate to here in Singapore, you know, um, you know how he went from this little boy without shoes and playing football to mm-hmm. who he is, the legend he is today. And I think that's very admirable. And it was, you know, to me, it's an honor to have actually written his story. Wow. Thanks, yeah. Durga, for that. Uh, look at, look at yeah. the book. And the book, Fandi, Honor and Sacrifice, <laughs> 400, 472 pages with photographs and illustrations, took four years to complete. Uh, Fanny, when you when you look at this book, what what stands out to you? It's your life, but I mean, does it did it make you sort of look at your life in a different way? I mean, seeing it all compiled in one place like this, uh, and of course, you know, in kind of that moment of your 60th birthday and looking looking back as well as looking forward uh, in your life. How did you feel about it? Yeah, definitely, definitely feels strange. Uh, Forty years of my experience on the football pitch, and I'd written on the book uh, by Durga. So I feel very strange. I think uh, it's very funny as well. But actually, it helps a lot. I want to uh, actually give it back to the to the people who have supported me through through my football career since young, and and uh, they are always there to support me. And I want to give back that how I can be able to manage and make a living through football. Because when I was young, I just wanted to be a footballer. I just football and not professional. We don't know. In our time, there's no professional football. And we just, because of the passion and the drive and determination, dedication, I wanted to always play for the national team like my father and my mm-hmm. uncle did. So that was a, a push for me. And the inspiration was there. My father, late father, and my late uncle was there. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to wear this uh, special jacket and the SEA Games and the, <laughs> the beige pants. That's my dream. So... <laughs> I want to entertain people. So with all the love and support, uh, I've made it up there and, and always wanted to share my story so that people have uh, their own dreams because I, I believe the best way to predict the future is to create it. So as a young boy, I really focus that I want to be somebody, I want to be the best in whatever I do, especially in football. So I try to push back and give it back to the people and I hope that they will, especially on for the new generation of yeah. uh, people and players. Yeah. Well, that's the key, yeah. Fandi, because the book is called Fandi, Honor and Sacrifice. We have a lot of parents listening, a lot of Kiasu parents listening, and they'll want to know, <laughs> what is the secret? I mean, how did you go from being the boy with no shoes in the kampong to becoming Singapore's most successful footballer? That's point one. Point two, you've done it with three boys. You've got three boys now, right? Professional. Uh, is it three or yeah. four? Three, right? Three, uh, three. three boys yeah. are now playing professionally, so they're also making that sacrifice whilst balancing mm. their studies and everything else. How do you do it, Fandi? I, I believe in my talent as a young boy. I like challenges. Even though playing against the bigger boys, I get hammered, tortured from the bigger boys. They always <laughs> kick me around. That drives me and make me stronger. My mentality gets better because I always get uh, bullied by these boys. And sometimes not only bullied by the boys, the big boys, 
my mom always caned me for playing with the big boys. They say they will torture and be. You were getting it everywhere. Yes, because I, I'm stubborn enough to play with the big boys. My mother told me, don't play with them. They're too big for you. I say, no, I like to, to fight and play with them so I can improve. That's my main thing. I want to improve. And now mentally, I got to be strong, tougher, stronger. Even though I was a little scrawny boy without food, uh, without, um, sorry, the shoes and I play, no boots, nothing, barefooted. I still want to play and prove that I'm better than them because I want to be the best. And I believe I have that ability in, when I was young. Yeah. yeah. Durga, when you were and, writing, writing this book and researching it, sorry, Fanny, if I can just uh, jump in for a second. Um, it, right. what, what struck you, you know, as an author, you've written <clears throat> books before. What what was that process like? Uh, there's certainly plenty of information about Fondi available. Uh, you didn't have any any problem finding those sources. No. But what was your what was your um, takeaway from researching and then having to try to figure out what was important to put in this 470 page book and what you should leave out? Or did you just put right. everything in? It sounds like you might have put most of it in, actually. <laughs> most of it, most of it. So we, we had to, like what Pandi said, you know, um, he's been playing since he was a young boy. And we, we actually sat down and, and just thought about, you know, what, what should go in, in. And I realized that in the first, he has another one, the first book, um, that was out, I think, in 94 or 95. Written by uh, my old colleague, uh, Wilfried Yeo. Yes, yep. that's right. So uh, at that point, he was not married and he, he, he wasn't playing these different roles. He was Singapore's footballing son and, you know, that's about it. But today he's, you know, like what you guys shared, he's a father, he's a coach, um, he's a friend, you know, and he's a mentor to a lot of them. So how we sat down and decided what to go in with, which, which were the more monumental aspects of his career. So if you look at it, like when he went to KL and Pahang, uh, these were instrumental for Fandi, he, as he shared, because he was able to go there and he did struggle a bit when he was in KL. Mm. But when he went there, he was able to bring this team together um, through who he is. You know, he was this big star going there and he was able to gel this team together. So the influence that he had there, as well as in Holland, because Holland was this dream that he was chasing after Ajax, right? Wow. Um, Right, so even FC Kronigan. <laughs> FC Kronigan. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, you know, um, and that, that, that uh, influence he had there. So, like, even in Holland, you know, um, it was really interesting to see because when we went to Holland, um, and I've shared this a few times, um, there was this time where we were standing at, taking some touristy pictures and this guy cycles past and he goes, hey, Fandi, welcome back to Groningen, you know. And it was so surreal to see that. And as a Singaporean, I felt so proud standing there because this was after so many years, right? So these were really key milestones in Fandi's career as well. Mm. And at that point, he also, um, it, with his family, the relationship with his mom and dad, his uh, wife and children. So these are all the layers that contribute to who he is today. Mm. So, you know, having discussed that with Fandi, we decided, okay, these are going to be the areas. And what is weaved through the book is, if you can, if you see, if you read through the book, you can see Fandi's active voice in it, his uh, motivations behind his decisions and the challenges that he wanted to put himself through, um, you know, and 
all of that went into creating what, what we have today. Yeah. Well, f- not surprisingly, nice. the, the comments are coming in. <coughs> lots of comments coming in. Do share them on the Facebook Live, Money FM 89.3 page. LL Tan says, Fandi looks good. 60 is the new 40. <laughs> hey, he, hey, he don't look that young. Come on. He don't look that young. A bit younger, yes. Well, but let's four- give him 48. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. look younger yeah, than I me. I keep my, my hair very short, so I look younger. I shave. Yeah. That, that time I had to keep longer hair with moustache and all this. older. Yeah. But she does <laughs> ask she does ask yeah. a nice question, LL Tan. She follows up with Fandi, what would you like to be remembered for? Sounds like you're dying. You're still yeah. very healthy. Yeah, yeah. You're still you're gonna be with us for a long time. It's not an obituary, but I, I get the point. Uh, your long career your legacy. What yeah. are you most proud of? I'm proud of uh, what I've done and for Singapore. You know, I I really wanted so much to serve the nation, the country, to represent mm-hmm. the country through football, even though when I'm playing in uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, Holland and all, uh, I always know that I'm carrying the flag, flag alone. But I know I can do it because I've trusted my talent and my ability and I want to make the Singaporean people proud of me. And uh, again, in regards to the three boys, I've never... I've never asked or forced them to be a footballer. One day they came up to me and they say they wanted to be a professional footballer, you know. But I said, you have to sacrifice. If you really want to be one, you have to leave Singapore as early as possible. You have to complete your national service and then you leave, you have a better chance. But any footballers, I advise that if you really want to be a professional, you, you think you have that uh, talent and ability and trust from your parents, you must leave Singapore before the age of 19 or 20. That mm. is the best possible ways for you. That is a pathway that you must take, like uh, my three sons and actually two sons now. Maybe the one, one more, Ilhan, might be, I think will be leaving soon enough. After, now he has completed his national service. So I'm always here to share my views, my anything, yeah. uh, my experience to help the people or the kids to grow well, Fandi, that, that follows to. up nicely with a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, Mike Ang and, and a couple of other guys have asked the same question. How do you think, with three sons being you know, successful so far in their early careers, how can Singapore improve its local football? Is it that? Is it go overseas? What, is it, what, what can we do? De- de- def- definitely, I must say frankly and sincerely, we have to upgrade our league to higher level. We have to get better... Uh, better uh, if we were to have a foreigners we have to get the best we have to spend because you know money is not everything but it's something that you can help to achieve that dream because once you bring better players to uplift the standards you know in early days of s league we have better players and uh, mm. the standard was so good and the capacity at every stadium was full every game so why not now so now we are advanced we have better uh support now we have so many things even even in the in, in the team everything they have their own uh, uh what you call physiotherapist they have their uh, fitness coach they have all the gps everything controlling about sports and the fitness so in our time we have nothing we have to do yeah. it on our own so now i think they should be better and i think uh, the best way for them is to have uh, exposure overseas and yeah. we really, especially the last two years, it's not been good for us. Our 15, 17, 19 years old haven't been playing any international matches. And now they are in the AFC or AF, 
F tournament, they will be in trouble. So mm. I hope that we have a chance to send players overseas. If not for exposure, yeah, put them somewhere. Fondi, Neil and I have this discussion often on this show and have over the last three years about changing the mindset of parents in Singapore to encourage their kids to be sportsmen and women uh, early on. And we know the we know the pressure to for have you know for kids to get good grades and to do well in school and be able to have options for their further education. But but honestly, it comes to a point right prior to NS where parents are telling kids, you know, get off the soccer pitch, get out out of the pool, get off, stop running, get in here and study for your X exam. So how do we change the mindset or how do we balance the mindset um, that, uh, you know, that we have in Singapore regards to education versus sport? The government has invested a lot in the physical uh, in the physical infrastructure for sports, but now we need the mental infrastructure to catch up. Yeah, I believe uh, all the athletes, uh, the kids, need to be supported by their parents first. That's the most and foremost very important only because if they are good at swimming, good at football, good at badminton, I think they have to balance it. But it's important that uh, they must, the, as a parent, they must also share, uh, you know, get the dreams of their kids that they want to represent the country, wants to be a world champion. So they actually must support them because we have enough uh, infrastructure in Singapore to help them. Yep. But uh, like, like, like I said, I didn't force my, my kids to be a professional footballer. They wanted it. But I balance and make sure that they have certain level of education. That is important because while they are playing professionally, I believe they can still continue with their studies and their education to get their degree, diploma degrees and whatever they want to do. So I think it's still possible because uh, athletes' life is very short. Okay, maybe 10, 15, 20 years. But after that, they still can continue. Life is so short. Let them enjoy. Yes. Let them enjoy and what they want to. Because now, a lot of kids are not enjoying life because they are playing only with their fingers and, and in the room. They're not running around. And now, uh, they open up uh, the space. I hope they open up space again. Now, like like what we heard yesterday, uh, uh, National Stadium has been back to... Uh, yeah. WhatsApp. So mm. that's as a, that's a news. So everybody can go there. You know, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, tournaments like tennis, athletics. You can go there and training. So I urge the the, the parents yeah. not only sticking to studies, but if they are good, they will be the best maybe in the world. Like, we don't know. Mm. All right, we've got to wrap this up, Fandi, and I'll give the last word to you. We've got lots of comments coming in. We've even got a celebrity, Rishi Budrani, one of Singapore's most famous comedians, has said, I have wonderful memories of watching Fandi and the Dream Team at the National Stadium. If you could be quick, Fandi, what is your most memorable moment of your career? Definitely the first time I wore the... Uh, jacket because I always wanted to wear the Singapore the, the jacket. jacket. The Sea Games Olympic, yeah, yeah, Asian Games. Yes, that is the most important for me. Yeah, nice. And then wearing the national jersey. Yeah, that's a, brilliant. The yeah, name of the uh, the new biography is Fondi Honor and Sacrifice. Fondi Ahmad uh, celebrating his 60th birthday. Singapore's favorite footballing son. Uh, and Durja uh, Punamabalam, uh, thank you so much, the author of thank that you. book, for being with us today. Thanks to, thanks to you both for yeah. coming on Saturday mornings on Money FM. We appreciate it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.